Hello and welcome to the first podcast from the technology team at Cancer Research UK. I'm Graham and I'm a digital producer. I'm Josie, senior UX designer. We've started this podcast to help tell the story of what we do at Cancer Research UK in the hope that other charities and people who are interested in technology will find it helpful or interesting to hear about our experiences. In this episode, we're going to be speaking to Anna Binia, who is the senior strategy manager in the technology team. Anna's been at CRUK for four years, where she's seen a number of changes in the technology department. Prior to working at the charity, she spent time in web publishing, digital production, and content strategy in corporate environments. So welcome, Anna. It's really good to have you here. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. This is our inaugural uh, podcast. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah. So I'll jump straight in. Um, And first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at CRUK? and what does being a senior strategy manager actually involve? Yeah, sure. So I always describe my role as facilitating the process of developing the strategy. Um, this merely means getting people involved and making the creation of the strategy an open and collaborative process. So it's not me on my own who comes up with the strategy, but it's bringing people together and you know using all the brains we have available here and also looking to the outside world and making sure we have a really decent strategy and then also making sure people know what the strategy is they can see how their work fits in um and on also obviously making sure we are making progress against the strategy and are measuring that progress but i don't do any of that by myself i just kind of you know connect the dots and pull the strings together so day to day it's having lots of conversations with people doing a lot of listening running workshops bringing people together in kind of different sessions um, and then collecting all that content and you know sometimes locking myself into a room and kind of identifying themes and writing it up making a bunch of slides which I do enjoy and really coming up with ways to tell our story Um, yeah that's kind of how I would describe my role. Your slides are excellent and the stories are excellent. <laughs> Thank you. It's as easy as that, really, isn't it? Um, so I think the focus of, of this podcast is about our, our new technology strategy that's coming out. Could you tell us a little bit about that, please? Yeah, definitely. So we came together as the technology department about a year ago. And before that, we had digital and IT, or what we call tech and change. So when we joined up as one directorate, you know, we needed a new strategy because we had two kind of separate ones and they didn't necessarily feel super well connected. So the creation of the new directorate, you know, was the perfect opportunity to write a new strategy. So that's what we've been doing over the last few months. Um, and we've published it internally as a beta recently and what that means is saying okay we've got some ideas here they are we think they're pretty good but hello rest of CAUK what do you think you know tell us give us some feedback we're we're launching our strategy as a bit of an MVP to iterate on that so we're kind of using digital ways of working even in strategy development which I think is quite cool Um, and in terms of what's in the strategy Uh, We've really kind of spent a bunch of time thinking about what our role is as a department. And we don't want to be doing technology for technology's sake. Um, We think that our role is to help COUK be the best it can be. So be a really adaptive, resilient, innovative organization. And then using tech, so software and hardware, but also the right skills and more modern ways of working to make that happen. And we see the technology team playing a big role in that. And again, we don't do that single-handedly. We partner up with people like HR and, you know, everybody in the organization. But we see us as change agents to help CRUK become even better than it already is. Mm. 
And a lot of the ways that you've, you've already mentioned, such as all the different conversations with various different people in technology and outside of that, um, I've helped you to create it. But in terms of like implementing the strategy, how how hard is that and what's involved in, yeah. in that element of it? Um, so I would say it's not that we're like launching the strategy and then go and fire a start gun and go, now implement. You know, we always do the work yeah. anyway. Um but one of the things we, we are yet to do, because we've only published it as a beta, is come up with a bit more of a solid plan. So we've really articulated our vision very well, and we've identified some key areas that we need to make some progress on. For example, we want to become a more modern working um, environment, a 21st century organization, if you want, and we call that theme Future of Work. And we're also moving offices next year, so there's a whole kind of bunch of work to do around there um, and there's a few other themes like that but we haven't really spelled out here's some key milestones that we're trying to get to over the next few years so that's a piece of work that's kind of in progress at the moment but again my feeling is we can't do that on our own and just kind of lay out the plan um, we're engaging teams in CO-UK to say here's these key themes that we think we need to tackle how does that fit in what what you're trying to do in terms of fundraising or engaging patients or funding researchers. So it's kind of the whole thing, coming up with the vision and developing the plan and then implementing the strategy. It should be a joint effort. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think because there's so many sort of players involved as well, um, I guess it's not, it's not always an easy, it's not an easy process. What, like, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've come up against? Yeah, I think it, it does sometimes feel like herding cats. Um, you know, you want to make it a really open and collaborative process. And that means kind of running around a bit and, and making people be involved. Um, because when you do an open shout out and say, hey, who wants to be involved? It's always the same, you know, really ambitious and interested people. And that's great. But to make the strategy land and get everybody involved when it gets to implementation stage, you really also want to involve the people who maybe are super busy with their day jobs or are just a little bit more in the weeds and, and can't or don't want to make time to kind of look above and think about the big picture. But you want their input to make it more inclusive. So creating the right spaces and forums for people to get involved is, you know, a bit of a challenge. Um, and sometimes you're tempted to just go, oh, I just want to lock myself into a room and do it on my own mm -hmm. and then publish it <laughs> because it would be much quicker and, you know, yeah, a, a little bit less kind of energy consuming, yeah. but it would be so wrong mm. to do that. And, you know, not to kind of diss strategy consultants, but I have seen that happening where external people have come in and, you know, consulted and helped an organization develop a strategy and then it lands and people are like, okay, what does that mean? Mm. And I don't own this because I haven't been involved in the shaping. Yeah. So. I personally believe that can never really work. The people who are doing the doing mm. need to be involved in the shaping of the thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I guess if it's sort of doing it from the inside, you know, has it has lots of benefits. Yeah. What were some of the forums? Because you said like making making space and forums to make sure that those people who might be you know bogged down in work and things. What are those some of those forums that you you kind of use to to get those people involved? Yeah, I I try to do like everything <laughs> possible. So I'd use email and give people a chance to email me directly. We have a regular tech stand-up in the team um, twice a week, actually, and I would have a big presence there and say, um, 
you know, come and find me. I do some drop-in sessions. And then one of the most successful things have been kind of sessions on a team basis. And we've called those leaky boat and rocket ship sessions. So one of the stories that runs through the strategy is the striking the balance between getting the basics right or getting the essentials in place and transforming the organization. And when we talked to COUK, we heard loud and clear, yeah, great, you can do really innovative stuff, but you also need to just fix some of the very basics mm, that yeah. are not currently very good. Yeah. Um, people having the right kit to do their work, mainly. So we played, we turned that into leaky boats and rocket ships, and we played that story back to the organization. And now we're saying, come and tell us what your leaky boats are and what your rocket ships yeah. are. And we have a little workshop where we put a piece of paper on the wall and we get people to put up sticky notes and say, what are the things that you're putting into which category? And it just opens a bit of a funny mm. or fun conversation mm. that is less serious, but also really helpful, a bit therapeutic mm -hmm. um, and just gets people a bit engaged. And it's, it's kind of less dry than saying, yeah. you know, what are your priority one, two, three things? Um, so that has been... No, I'm very interested in the concept of serious play and using yeah. techniques like that um, that, can, that can kind of get people on board. So what are what do you think are some of the biggest transformations or wins? Or, or is it a bit too early to say, do you think? Um, no, I think there's definitely some things that have worked really well. One of the things I'm really proud of, and it sounds a bit silly, but people unpromptedly talking about leaky boats and rocket ships <laughs> is brilliant. And I'm like, yes, they've heard it. Woo. Yeah. Uh, having a little fist pump to myself when I overhear conversations like that. Um, and also the feeling of being a bit more united as a team. So when we brought digital and tech and change together, you know, it felt crunchy at mm -hmm. times. And mm -hmm. we definitely didn't feel like we were all running in the same direction. So having a vision that everyone can see themselves in, in different kind of spaces, I think has made a big impact. Um, and people don't all need to do the same job day to day, obviously, but we feel like we're actually aligned behind the same goal. I feel like that anyway. So yeah, it'd be I'd good agree. to... I'd agree. I feel that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I think is a big win is when we go to teams in COUK and say, here's the strategy, what do you think? People are saying, yeah, sounds good, makes sense. You know, they're actively engaging with it. They're asking interesting and challenging questions. And again, whilst that's quite energy intense, but it means they're engaging with it. You know, they're listening. They're not just saying, oh, no, I don't need to know about that or it doesn't touch the work I do or it's not relevant to me or I don't care. They they are caring. And I think that already means the door is open and we can go in and have a lot more productive conversations. Yep. Um, and I think we sound like we've got a really good plan for the strategy and we've consulted everyone. But I think from my perspective anyway, the most important part is how do we understand when it's worked and how do we understand, I guess, what the measures of success are to, to be objective about it? Yeah. So that's one of the challenging questions that people often ask, <laughs> um, which I love because it means they care. Mm -hmm. um, but we haven't fully worked this out yet. So that's another piece of work that's sort of happening now in this beta phase. And we've got some ideas. And, you know, as you might imagine, there's like a 100 things we could measure. So it's almost the opposite problem of we don't know what to measure. It's, it's like we can't decide mm -hmm. what are the key things that will tell us whether we're making progress. So kind of two things I want to say is one is we need to measure both 
to what extent are we sticking to the plan and making progress and things like um, creating better experiences for our users, making sure our technology is more resilient and maybe there's less downtime or less incidents yeah. and things like that. And I would call those tactical measures. Mm -hmm. But then we also need to measure to what extent are we actually being adaptive and flexible because that's our vision. So that's a little bit harder, I think, and we haven't historically done that. But the things I've been thinking about is things like how quickly are we able to make decisions? What evidence is there that we're learning and applying those learnings? Um, how well do we proactively spot issues and get ahead of them rather than just something bad happens and we fix yeah. it? So those kinds of things, I think, would indicate that we've become a bit more adaptive it's a bit woolly at the moment, so mm -hmm. I need to yet do some work with the rest of the team to make those into more measurable things. And so um, you mentioned in a recent post on our CRUK technology team blog that um, CRUK are moving away from using the term digital um, and um, in favour of using technology. Can you tell us a little bit about this, and like how and why this sort of change came about? Yeah, so... In our previous strategy or in the previous digital strategy, we talked a lot about becoming digital masters, um, which a lot of people in the team understood, but it was a little bit meaningless to people in the rest of the organization. Um, what we really meant was making really cool stuff online, but also adopting a digital mindset and using digital ways of working. So bringing the user to the center, working in an agile way, doing test and learn, applying lean methodologies, things like that. And the headline we gave that was digital ways of working. The problem was, I think, that we got a bit stuck because people thought you only need to work in this way when it's got something to do with the internet. However, you could work in this way, arguably, for anything you do. So I think we almost weren't doing ourselves any favors. Um, so now, because we're the technology department, we thought, well, you know, we shouldn't be the technology, uh, shouldn't be the digital strategy, should be the technology strategy. Um, but we need to be, we can be a bit smart about where we use the dig digital label. So instead of saying digital ways of working, we might say modern ways of working or something like that. Mm. And then use the word digital a mm. bit more sparingly and, and where it's really appropriate. Yeah. And I think that might help to make it more inclusive for the rest mm. of the business as well outside of tech. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit all more all-encompassing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the other thing we've tried to do with this new strategy is it's not just the strategy for the technology directorate at COUK. It's the technology with a small t mm. strategy for COUK. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, maybe it's a small thing to say, but I actually think it positions it in a very different way. Mm. And there's hardly any job that anyone does or anything that this organization does that doesn't have a tech element to yeah. it. So it is relevant to everyone and we want it to be relevant to everyone and we want it to be super inclusive. So yeah. we're actively trying to avoid language that people think, oh, okay, that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from a technology or, or digital <laughs> strategy point of view, are there any other organizations out there that you think are doing a good job with their technology strategy or similar? Yeah, I mean, I think I respect any organization um, that's being open about what they're doing and actively publishing their strategy um, or even their thinking if it's in a bit of a rough state. We haven't actually done that yet. We've only really published it internally, but I do want to do that. And I'm hoping that, 
you know, later in 2018, we can do that or maybe early in the new year. Um, also, anyone who's looking to really embed digital or tech yeah. at an organizational level rather than saying, you know, treating it as another channel or as a thing they do on the side mm -hmm. next to everything else that they do. So a couple of organizations that come to mind are NHS. They've recently published their strategy and you know, the headlines are saying it's not sexy, it's about getting the basics right and fixing the underlying architecture. But the leaky I, boats. The leaky boats, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I read the article and I thought, oh, that sounds really similar to what we're doing. Yeah. Um, they've copied that. <laughs> but that makes sense because I think, I think companies like that and ourselves, you know, we're facing the same kind of circumstances, you know, yeah. internally and, and externally and as well. So. we're both, you know, old organizations. We've got a bunch of legacy stuff mm. kicking around that we really need to get under the hood of. So that's the kind of noises they're making and they're being very transparent about it and mm. they've published it as a draft. So that's great, I mm. think, being being mm. that open and almost opening yourself up a bit and making yourself a bit vulnerable. Um, mm. I really respect that. And then there's a bunch of charities like Parkinson's UK, Barnardo's, NSPCC, who are really looking at their services end-to-end -end and looking at you know, what are the tech elements, but they're not looking at those in a kind of separate way. They're doing service design at a holistic level um, and thinking about how do users interact with us? How can we use technology to do that rather than continuing to provide a service and then thinking, oh, yeah, and there's also a website. So much more holistic and integrated approach, um, which is brilliant. Yeah. I think um, when you talk about the NHS, it's quite reassuring that we're both coming to similar conclusions, but independently without speaking to each other. Well, yeah. That's what it, at least that's what it seems. Mm. Yeah. So if anyone is listening who is thinking about their technology strategy, um, what advice would you give them based on your experiences? Um, I would say just use the people you have access to and co-create something. Um, like I said, you know, it's earlier don't just go and lock yourself into a room, write something and dump it on your people because you will get minimal traction. Um, so even if you've got one other person or you've got maybe some external partners or even your users, even better, you know, just pick their brains and, and try and involve them in the process. Um, in my experience, the problem isn't that people don't have any ideas about what you should be doing. The difficulty is kind of cohering that into something you know, unified. So get those people together and, and try and do that together. Um, and the other thing I would say is just start. <laughs> Don't think it has to be a big, massive mm -hmm. piece of work. Just publish a vision, a draft vision, and see how people react to that. And then iterate that and then maybe go, and okay, now here's maybe a plan. So at the simplest form, a strategy in my eyes is a vision plus a plan. That's all you need. It could be a one-pager. So don't think it needs to be the scary big thing and just start <laughs> it's good advice sound advice yeah. <laughs> so after everything we spoke about Anna, what do you think is next for the CRUK tech strategy what's the next steps so the next steps are to kind of have a more solid plan in the strategy because at the moment it's just sort of a few ingredients I like to think of it as a bit like a recipe we thought about what we're putting in this cake but we haven't written the instructions yeah. yet yeah. Um, and the measures uh, I think we need to be much more solid so we can say you know how do we know when we've made progress and publishing it more openly as well internally and to the outside world um, and then continuing it to iterate it so I don't 
my worst nightmare would be it becomes a document that goes into a drawer and no one looks at. And then in three years' time, we go, oh, yeah, we need to refresh our strategy. I want to be always alive. So we should be looking and checking in and, you know, changing course if needed. The tech world changes so fast. We can't afford to have a strategy that we never review or review very infrequently. So the work never ends. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Um, that was that was great. It was great to hear your perspectives um, of it. Um, we've obviously seen it kind of circulated in, in, in the ways that we've been involved. Um, but it's yeah, it's great, and also for the listeners to hear about it as well. So oh, thank, thanks for having thanks me. So much. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> so thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed hearing from Anna. Anna's Twitter handle is at Anna Binia. If you want to follow her, um, also want to say a big shout out to Steve Burke, the producer. Thank you for driving this and um providing us with all the equipment and the technical know-how yes big up steve <laughs> if you'd like to hear more from the technology team at cancer search uk look for us on linkedin you can also read the technology blog um, which is criukdigitalteam.blogspot.com uh, but these links along with anna's twitter handle will also be included in the show notes for this episode as well and if you did like the podcast, please um, like it, share it on your networks, um, leave comments um, or thoughts about what we've been discussing. Um, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.